Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Social Work Radio with me, your host, Vince Peart. Once again, and always, we are joined by our co-host, Tilly Baden. Tilly, my friend, I'm worried to ask this question, Vince. <laughs> How have things been since you were last aboard the good ship SWR? Hello, everyone. Well, I've got a bone to pick with you, Vince. There's been a bit of mutiny on the social workship today because Vince has decided that he doesn't want to add me on Facebook. We've known each other for what, six, six years, six years six now? Years. And he still won't add me on Facebook because apparently he can't have any social workers on Facebook, even though we are friends in real life as well. And it's, it's just not fair. It's not good enough. You need to explain, because I think the listeners are going to be on my side on this. First point, you tried to add me six weeks ago, yeah? Yes. And I just ignored it. And I forgot about it. And you forgot about it. So why, why are you raising it now? Because you are going to add my mum on Facebook, not me. Mm-hmm. So there you go, Carol. He was going to add you, I was not gonna, me. Yeah, I was going to add your mum when we were going to discuss finding you a man <laughs> behind your back. <laughs> Which I really don't want. No, um, no. But anyway. No. Me and your mum were going to have a discussion and we were going to, you know, try and help you find love. Yes, and then I realised that you haven't added me on Facebook and I'm mortally offended, Vince. I thought you you and I were friends, but obviously we not. We are friends, but what, what what is the sign of friendship? Is it the memories you share or a digital connection? Both, because I like Facebook which, memories. Which would you rather have? Both, because Facebook gives you a nice reminder of your memories. Ah. It's like a little annual refresher. And you get a weekly refresher of our friendship on the I podcast. I do, but I just would. I, I want to. I want to be a friend on Facebook, and it's not fair. It's really not fair. Come on, dig there, yourself out of that hole. I have no registered social workers on my Facebook. Not one. That's fine. If you are registered on Social Work England, you cannot be registered on Vincent Peart's Facebook. It's one or the other. That raises alarm bells. It's one or the other. It's like you're Catholic or Muslim. Oh, I'll have a bit of both. No, sorry, you can't, sir. That's nothing to do with it. You can't They are both Abrahamic religions, but it's not. It's not. It's not a cuisine. It's not a fusion mix. You know, you sometimes go to these restaurants and it's all Asian Italian mix. It's not that way. It's not that way with the religions. It's not that way with. Facebook and Social Work England. So one... I'm sure that quite works, but I think I may have an argument there. One, why don't you trust me? And two, what the hell have you got on Facebook that you're so worried about a fellow social worker seeing? There's... uh, I have done things you people wouldn't believe. I think I know pretty much all of your horrendous stories. Which we won't talk about on the podcast because you and I both might get struck off for some of the things that we've done. I'm winning. When he's speechless, I'm winning. So on this week's show, we are going to discuss what's the right age to become a... If we co- is, do we still need to do more of this or is that enough? Is that enough of a catch-up or do we need to... Is the more... Have I left you unfulfilled with that answer? You have left me unfulfilled, and I feel like this is going to continue well into the night, but 
let's not subject our listeners to any more of our bickering. I think our listeners would understand. I think. We, I don't think they I would. Think I think we, have, we should run a poll. I, I think we have many a listener who would understand the need. Right, okay, I'm going to ask you some questions, okay? Fine. Do you believe in the need to separate public and private life? In general, Thank yes. Thank you. So that's uh, bing, bong. Do you, right, that's question number one. Yes, you do. Do you believe in the need to separate your professional and personal activities? I think we're beyond that. No, I just, I'm just, uh, no we are beyond no, that. Do you believe there is a in general thing we need? In general, but... I think we've crossed that personal, professional We believe boundaries. there is a need for that, don't you? There yeah, is, yeah, but yeah, not yeah. in that context. Because so if we were going down that route, one might say that it is important to be guarded about your own... Here's another question. Do you believe it's important to be guarded about your online activities? Not with me. Which is in general, in general. In general, maybe, mm-hmm. but not with me. We've known each other long enough. We're friends outside of work. Our friendship goes beyond the podcast and the writing. We are friends on Twitter. That doesn't count because they friends are on their LinkedIn. public profile. We are friends on LinkedIn. I don't use LinkedIn. But we are friends on I think on there. I've got a profile. But we are friends on there, though. Fine. Yeah. That's professional, though. I've got an offer for you. I've got a proposal. What? Instagram. No, because I don't use Instagram. I will, That's I not will enough. allow you to add me on Instagram. No. You can have Instagram. No, it's I won't the best. Facebook. It's like porn stars. The best I can do is Instagram. You know, they're going and they've got, um, they've got a musket. Well, I, want, I, want, oh, I want Facebook. I want Facebook. Well, the best I can do is Instagram. No, that's not good enough. I'm sorry, no, that's not. my final offer. It's not like your final offer. Dragon, it's like Dragon's Den. I'll, I'll the get you back. The best I can do is Instagram. It's what about Weibo? What? Isn't that Weibo? I have Webo? no idea what that is. What is Weibo? Is Weibo? I don't know. MySpace? Stop. If you still have MySpace and you still know your login, that- I would sign up for you. No, 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 no. I would want to know your original MySpace back in the day. Because how old would you have been when you'd have had MySpace? 20, 21. Yeah. But this isn't over anyway. I will keep pestering you and I still think we should have a poll on this. Well, there's there's a final question then. Do you think you should add people on Facebook who are pestering you to? Would that not be uh, pressure and maybe a bit of control there? You pressurize. <laughs> but pressure. we're friends. I'm the like your annoying words. little sister. Let's put this in the context of a client. If it, if you it's heard, not anything to do with a client. Because no, that's, that's, no, it's not. I put this in the context of. No, I'm not going to because it's completely different. It's nothing to do with that. We are friends outside of work. You always refer to me as your annoying little sister. You, I refer to you as a good friend. You do. So why not on Facebook? You can have Instagram. That's not well, listeners. On this week's show, you, yeah. And you haven't even asked how my week's been. I don't care right oh, now. Oh wow! <laughs> wow! There's mutiny on board. There really it's is the bad mutiny. Ship. It's the bad ship, SWR. Yes, there is. But the anyway, I will put. Look that, at me! Look at me! I will put that to one side. I'm the captain now. I'm the captain now. Look at me! Look at me! <laughs> what I'm are you the captain doing? now. Like I will mean, put that it? to one side. Look at me. No, stop it! I am the captain You're being now. weird. Um, I'll put you that to one side. You shouldn't have people on Facebook either. All right, we're over this now. 
I'm not over Evidently it. Not. Evidently I'm not, not. over Evidently it. But not. we need to get on with the podcast because our listeners don't want to listen to us bicker the entire show. So come on, what's the topic today then? I thought we'll do we'll bicker we'll bicker via proxy. Well, listeners, on this week's show, we are going to discuss what's the right age to become a social worker. This comes off the back of an article that we did recently over at mysocialworknews.com. If you head over there, you will see um, a supervision article that I wrote because I'm such a friendly and helpful guy. I'm always helping our listeners out. People come to me for advice. I offer them it, uh, whether through Facebook or not. Uh, so this one, it was a message we got. It said, Dear Vince, thank you for your article. Thank you for your articles and podcast. Thank you. I've been following as part of preparation for undertaking the social work degree in a few months. It is part of a career pivot, pivot, having worked as a built environment professional and been a stay-at-home mum. I'm in my 40s and wonder if I'm too old to be a social worker. What are your thoughts on my age working against me in the social work profession? So, um, listeners, you can go over to mysocialworknews.com, check that out. It is in the social work supervision section. So off the back of that, Telly, um, we've discussed your age. And mm-hmm. the context of social work before, but we haven't really done it standalone, just focusing on that. And we'll talk about age in general in this podcast. So, what age were you when you became a social worker, and how did this impact upon your professional development and your journey as a social worker? So, Shoot. so I was 21 when I qualified as a social worker. Um, so I came straight from after I'd done my A-levels and then straight went straight into doing my degree. Yeah. Um, three years, got qualified and then went straight into child protection. I was probably too young to be a social worker at that you time. You say probably? Would you say definitely or just probably? Right? No, p- probably because I was okay. Yeah, and yeah. More I did, than okay. I, exactly. I stuck with the More profession. than okay, my friend. Is that a dig? (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Um, Yeah, I mean, I stayed in the profession. Yes, I didn't stay in child protection social work because that wasn't for me. Um, But I found my home in adults and it hasn't done me a disservice. I've, I've grown up being a social worker and I'm happy where I am now. But when I do look back, I think I should have probably taken at least a couple of years as a gap year before I went into university. I would have loved to have traveled um, and seen more of the world, which I will be doing now because that's what I'm going to be doing over the next year. I'm kind of filling up for for missed time um, by doing quite a lot of traveling over the next year. But I think I would have liked to have taken a little bit more time where I could just be young and innocent and not have those burdens or pressures that you get coming um, from being a social worker. Does it rob you of your innocence? Do you think it robs you of a sense of youth in some sense? Definitely it does. Um, You're just thrown into so much chaos and trauma and just hearing people's life stories can be really... It's as, as inspiring and amazing as it yeah, can be. Yeah, it, it's yeah. still hard and it it makes you see the world in a different way. And I didn't get any of that early adult adulthood where I didn't have any of that. It's from straight away from the beginning of my training that was started to, to come into my life. So it chips away, doesn't it? it, it the does. trauma, you know, as, as guarded as we can be. Holding on to those burdens of others, it weighs heavy on your soul. You can't mm-hmm. forget some of the things that you hear. No. And if you hear that at a young age when you naturally have a sense of optimism for the world, you haven't been perhaps jaded 
the way I would say it is if it, it, it's hard to lose your innocence at the expense of the stories you are told if you haven't lost that yourself already. Because you're yeah. losing it, not for a misadventure of your own, mm-hmm. not for a risk taking of your own, not for mistakes. If you're not even having the ability to blame situations that happen to you, you are using it for the sake of a job where you exchange your time and your livelihood yeah. for money. And that's a, it's a strange bargain, is it not? It is. It is. But... Here I am. I'm, I'm still in social work. Um, I'll be 30 soon, but I'm still a social worker and couldn't think of anything else I'd rather do. So for better or for worse, I made the right decision, I think. So what about you? What's very interesting, I think why it's so timely we're doing this podcast right now mm. is you're exactly the age I was when I started as a social worker. <laughs> I started as a social worker in early 2013, um, over a decade ago now, and I was 29 year old. And I couldn't have been, I couldn't have started social work at a better time. I couldn't have. I'd, I'd, I'd had my fun, mm-hmm. which... You would see if you, if you added me <laughs> Which on Which I know about because you've told me about, so. <laughs> Don't tell the world. No. Um, so I, I, I had my fun and I had my experiences and I'd done the things that I needed to do in order to grow as a person. And I'd got there through my own misadventure and through my own trials and through my own adventures and where, where life had taken me. And by the time I became a social worker, I was ready to settle down. Probably difficult as you think Vince has never settled, but you know, in the context of <laughs> the chaos and invention that I used to lead and waking up mm-hmm. every morning, literally not knowing what I was going to do that day. Very, very different, a very different way of life indeed. But I was ready to seek that stability that having a profession. And I was... I had a great idea of knowing that I wanted to tell someone that I was something. I'd always had jobs before. I'd always yeah. had jobs. I was always doing something, but the job was always secondary. It's, well, I define myself by the ideas and dreams that I had and my character. When I'm Vince, this is my character. I just happen to do that for a living. Whereas now I tell people I'm a social worker and that, because that aligns with so many of my personal values, it fits in, it fits in with me. So I was ready. And I don't think I could have become a social worker at a better time. I tell my clients all the time, you know, because I think the gift of personal disclosure is an incredibly beautiful thing to use in social work when it works you because you have you have to have the experience that perhaps you and i do and many of our listeners will to know when to use it because if mm-hmm. you don't use it correctly it can be it can be inappropriate it's dangerous, isn't it? yeah exactly but i quite often say to my clients and i'll not say i'll not reveal anything about my past but i'll say particularly with younger ones I say, when I was your age, I was closer to needing a social worker than being a social worker. And that was the truth. I could have yeah. done with an intervention. I genuinely could have. And I've wrote about it. I wrote an article for mysocialworknews.com a few months back about, uh, I remember when I used to be a rascal. And I was a rascal. Um, but that, those misadventures made me a better social worker because I can break through people. Like that. I said, well, I don't always know exactly how, why people are doing things, but I can say, well, I've seen that. I've been in similar positions and there, but for the grace of God, go I. 
So I think I was exactly the right age when I became a social worker and I was very, very lucky to have that because I found social work at the right age and social work got me at the right age where I could be the best social worker I could. So I'm very, very lucky. How how has how has social work changed you? Because obviously you came into social work at 21. You've been doing the job eight years now. It might be impossible to answer this one. I'm going to try you anyway. Can you see what differences in your life and what journey you have gone through that has been dependent upon what you've done as a social worker and what has come from the natural progression of time? Are you able to see those two things or are they intertwined? It's really hard because they are pretty much intertwined. Mm -hmm. And I I can't really talk about life before social work because I was a teenager and you're still growing up and finding yourself. So I think social work has softened me in some ways i think it's made me much more understanding it's made me be able to connect with others in a much deeper level um but i don't know how much of that is just me growing up Mm. um than than actually i can attribute it to social work i know that that it's it's i always think it's a blessing to do what we do Mm. um going out and hearing people's stories and having that meaningful connection it's just lights up my life I suppose I'm very privileged to be able to do that Um, so I feel like every single person that I meet changes me in some way so I I don't know if I could separate out the two but you're probably in a different position because you you can see life before social work and life post social work yes what I would say The greatest gift that social work has given me hasn't been the finance, hasn't been the stability. It hasn't been what I've learned through academic practice. It hasn't even been really what the job's done to me and steeled me and hardened me to. The greatest gift social work has given me is access to other people's lives. The amount of things I learn from clients and the people I support, you know, just, just yesterday, I was sat with a man and um, I've been going through some issues in my personal life recently, which which, which you know of, Tilly. And I haven't shared too much about on the podcast, but my friends that, you know, and, and family that listen to the podcast will be aware and, you know, people that are close to me. And it's hard when you're, you know, a man in my position, you've got to be strong for people. You, know, you don't want to cry. You don't want to get upset. You've got to try and keep it together. And I, and I do, I fight to keep it together for the sake of my children, for the sake of my family, for the sake of the responsibilities that I have. And I was with a man the other day, I was assessing him a father of, uh, of children. Obviously, why else can be a father? father. He, he wasn't a father of goats. He wasn't, he wasn't, wasn't, wasn't Daenerys Targaryen. He wasn't mother of dragons. You know, he was a father. He was a, he was a, a male human and he had fathered human offspring he was a father (laughs) just to clarify he was was a dad so this dad and he was a very strong man and we were getting on really really well and uh, he's like a very built guy very strong from a from a background we we, you know as you do in a parent assessment you talk about his parenting and he had very strong ideals he was from a very tough christian background very strong and the idea of being a strong man was very close to him and we got into a certain part of the assessment when we were talking about his children and he began to cry in front of me and it was very emotional for me and you know I, i reassured him that he was doing an excellent job and we pulled him for him and it was good and the assessment ended really well and it was very very positive and I was driving away from that assessment. I thought, 
if a man like him can cry, given all that he's gone through, given the, the turmoil that he's had in his life and given how strong he is and how strong I viewed him and the background that he's got and the pressures on him, I thought, why can't I give myself permission to feel emotion for what I'm going through? Because I could see it in a, in a client. And that that is a rare and beautiful gift that social work gives you. Because my professionalism with him wasn't it. My own situation didn't affect my professionalism with no. him whatsoever because I'm so experienced as a social worker. You've got to go on, you've got to turn it on. Regardless of what's happened to you, yeah. you know, when you get out your car, when you go on that door, you've got to turn it on. You've mm -hmm. got your professional heart on, you've got to do it. You've got to pull it out. Regardless of what's going on, you've got to turn it on, you've got to step on, you've got to be that person. And I, I drove away and I thought, if, if, if he can allow himself to be upset by his children and what he's gone through is his family, why can't I? That is the gift that social work gives you. Um, it gives you that power. It gives you that power to see things through the lens of others that you support. And, mm -hmm. and the magical thing of it is your clients don't know that. Yeah. Your clients never know that because you're there as an agent of the state. And you have to be that. That's, yeah. that's my role. You know, I'm an, I'm an instructed agent of the state. And I'm there and I do my job to the best of my ability. But if not for working with people like that, and if not for having those, no, I would never have got that in my personal life. Yeah. I would never have got that in telly. I'd never have got it in a book. Yeah. I would have had a book telling me, oh, well, it's okay. It's okay for boys to cry. You would have got these slogans on the telly, these mm -hmm. campaigns. But you would never, ever get the power to sit in front of a stoic, strong, powerful Christian man who you think, yeah, he's like me. He's gone through the same as me. And if he can sit and cry, then why should I be hiding my emotions? So that is that is how social work's changed me over the years. It's not it's not the professional progression, it's not the finance, it's not the security, it's not what I've learned in textbooks or courses or under the rigors of cross examination in court. It is those beautiful moments of person to person connection when you think you get it. Yeah. So that's how social work's changed. That's me. really touching. That is. I'll remember that for the rest of my life. I, I will remember that for the rest of my life. Yeah. Age wouldn't have got me there alone. No. Just to be ticking back past the days and the weeks and the months and the years and say, oh, well, I'm 40 now, I'll get it. I'm 45 now, I'll get it. That wouldn't have given me that. But the snapshots like that into individuals' lives, that's what advances me. Mm -hmm. And that is what social work gives me. I, there, there is a great privilege to have that intimate access to the lives of others. And it is never lost on me. And that is why I love my job so much. It's it's for the, you know, people might say you're a, you're a great social worker, you give to other people. People have no idea what I get back in return. It, it fills my soul, it powers me, and it enriches me because I see people at their worst moments. But in those worst moments, I see the everlasting endurance and fire of the human spirit. And if I can see the fire in people when they're at their lowest moments, how can that not be seen in myself? Yeah. That's what social work gives me. So in terms of age... Yes, age, of course, you know, has advanced me, but social work has too. The two things are intertwined. Um, talking about age then, um, are there any specific benefits to being a younger social worker and in the same sort of breath, are there any benefits to being an older social worker? Are there specific benefits you can think of of 
the age that I was, you, when you came mm-hmm. to social work at 21, or say, coming into social work at the age I am now, do you think either has an inherent benefit? No, I think it depends on the person. Um, I always say I think it helps if you have as much of your own life in order as you can mm-hmm. when you come into social work because it will take so much out of yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that naturally it's going to chip into your personal life. As, as how, much many- of your own, how much of your own life can you have in order at 21 though if you haven't developed a life for yourself? Well... You see what I mean by that? Because it's all well and good if you're you're saying, I've got my life in order, and that life involves the trappings of a a life that is Mm -hmm. mortgage, children, dog, cat, and so on, elderly parents to care for, things like that. That, That's very different to say that life's in order. But at 21, not to generalise, but I am going to (laughs) generalise, just a bit of fact you generalise, most people at 21, is it not fair to say, will not have the same responsibilities they need to get in order as somebody who comes in at 40. Is that a fair point? That is a fair point, yeah. Yeah. I think no matter what age you are, I think it can be hard and it chips into your personal life and you can never... It's strict as you are with your own boundaries there's always going to be that overlap so i think maybe not in in so much of a practical sense but in an emotional sense you need to know who you are and know your own values and ethics and what drives you i think that's really important um and i think that's when i think of the best social workers out there they are the people that really genuinely know who they are and they have those values and ethics that drive absolutely everything that they do. Um, So I think that can be, well, it's really important anyway to develop. And and you're going to develop that at different ages because we're all different and we all have different life experiences. So I, I don't think there is a golden age number that you should be this age and that will make you a good social worker. It's, there's too many individual differences. I can see benefits but not necessarily for the social worker themselves, but for the client. Mm -hmm. I know that many of my younger social work colleagues have faced criticism from parents Mm -hmm. of children. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I had that. There we go. So you can see my point, Karen. You can see my point here. So not necessarily from our Mm. perspective, but from our client's perspective. And I get it. I get it. Yeah. I understand from our look. There are many times our clients will criticise social workers, and I, I understand why, but I don't agree with it. On this yeah. one, I understand and I agree with it. It must be hard if you are in your forties, got a couple of children, had lots of life experience, mm-hmm. and you have a twenty-one-year-old without children mm-hmm. with very little life experience, yeah. who still lives at home with the parents. Let's say coming in and telling you what you should and shouldn't be doing and judging you as a parent. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to say that person doesn't have uh, doesn't have the right frame of mind to do that or the qualifications to, of course. I'm not a vet, but if I'm driving down the street and I say a cow up a tree, I know something's wrong. Okay? <laughs> you get what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah. You yeah, get what yeah. I'm saying? That is a valid concern. Is. is that not something that we can justifiably say where age does make a difference for those that we support? So in children's services, I experience that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's why I found more of a home in adult services 
because when you're working with older people, no matter what age you're practicing as a social worker, you're not going to have been at the same life experience or the same life stage as the person oh, that you're surely, surely, surely the name itself belies that. It's like a riddle. If you're working <laughs> with older people, how old are they going to be? They're always going to be older. Than you, exactly. So maybe that should be changed, shouldn't it? Because older people implies that there is a, it's, it's greater than. Well, if you were to say I'm working with older people, I'd assume that oh, well, every single person. What happens? What happens if you're 60? Can you still say you're working with older people, or do you have to change and say you're now a person's adult? I mean, the term "older person" is generally in this country. What age? How, 65. Would you class me as an older person? Well, you're older you, than me, so I'm an older person. Yeah, but for the purposes. No, but, of, well, yeah, yeah, but you're being annoying. Stop it. <laughs> Do you, work, do, you work with, do you work with annoying persons? Annoying older persons. I work persons. with one very annoying person. That could yes. be OAPs. You work with an OAP, an older annoying person. <laughs> the VP OAP. The power up. Vupo up. Sounds Fiji in that, doesn't it? Vupo up. Okay. <laughs> it's like a song. It's like Vupo up, Vupo up, Vupo up. <laughs> On the podcast, the social podcast. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. The term older person is just a accepted term in the UK for someone over 65. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but that's just... I can't concentrate. I'm just saying it. Vop, whack in the head <laughs> again are. and again and again. I know, I know. It's like, it's like a clap again. We're not going there. Okay, I will move on. So yeah, in adult services, all of the people, if you're working with older people, you are always working with people who are older than you. So age doesn't really matter as much when you're in adult services. Um, so maybe that's why I preferred to do that. And you're not listening to a word I'm saying, are you? I'm, I'm trying to remember how that song goes next. <laughs> like that, isn't it? But I'm trying to think of like a social work lyric to it. <laughs> I'm just going to wait. This is why you shouldn't be my friend on Facebook. Why? You couldn't handle it. I'm just, I just said I'm just going to wait. I'm going to let it, you get it out your system and I will just be patient. I will put my social work poker face on. Have we ever seen people stigmatised due to their age in social work? Yes. And I feel like when I first became a manager, I felt it and I don't know if any I don't think it was ever any conscious thoughts from other people but I was the youngest person in my team when I became the manager by how long when you became a manager when I became a manager so I was younger than every single person in the Jeez. team how how sorry how was that taken structurally was it difficult in terms of you know the team dynamic because you weren't the so, team mum, you were the team daughter. I, I was. I'm young enough to be some of their granddaughters. My daughter tells me what to do, but not in a workplace setting. <laughs> so I she tells me what she wants for tea, but not how to assess someone's capacity. No. Capacity. 
So I think it it took T-E-A some adjustment. I can't even think. I can't. Are you going to let me carry on with I'm my answer? Good, like if that, that joke would have worked better if it was written down. I'm sure our listeners got to it. They're all degree educated. Are you quite done? I'm just saying it would have been capacity. I thought it was, I thought it deserved a laugh in the written format. I got that. Not the spoken word, the written word. I think you made that abundantly obvious. Typed, not said. Heard, not read. Right. So how did that work when you were um, managing a team? Um, were you ever accused of teaching grandma how to suck eggs? No. And I think it happened quite naturally, actually. I think it was more of my issue than anyone else's. Yeah. I mean, they, they might have thought it, but they never. it never came across as that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. But I felt it. Yeah. And it took me... A couple of months, I think, to to find my feet and then realise that actually age had nothing to do with it. It was about my skills as a social worker and skills as a manager. Um, Doesn't matter if you're older than the person that you're supervising or younger. That shouldn't be what forms that that supervision relationship. It's Mm. about your skills, your knowledge, your you know, compassion, all of those other things that come into it. So it might have been my issue, yeah. but I, no one ever made me feel bad about it. And, and I does don't, that go I away? So I would say you're yeah. in that position, you are the youngest in the team, but you're also the manager. Mm-hmm. Even if you always remain the youngest in the team, mm-hmm. you're the smallest of the Russian dolls. Do, does it get better? Even if you always remain the youngest, does that um, imposter syndrome go? Yeah. Yeah, it certainly did with me. I mean, some people might find that it doesn't, but yeah, it, it soon became a non-issue and I didn't even think about it. And and even the team that I'm in now, um, although some of the, the people that are in our admin team are younger than me, um, certainly all my advisors and social workers are, are older than me. I'm still the youngest and I probably will be now <laughs> until it tips, until I get a bit older, but I know I'm the youngest manager Certainly in our organisation. A trailblazer. Maybe. Poster Maybe. girl. You've got the kind of face that would work well on a council poster. I mean, I, I am on some of the posters. <laughs> and this is the thing, okay, listeners. This is the dynamic here, right? I'm looking right at you, listeners. Tilly calls me out a lot of the time for saying stuff like that. And it's like 50-50, because I knew that would be the case. You've got a, a welcoming vibe. That's I can imagine you wel- welcome to the council. Mm-hmm. We'll care for you. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of promotional material with my face on it. And the fact that we're even doing this podcast has been used as promotional material. <laughs> um, but anyway. I bet they use your quotes rather than mine. Oh, yes. Yeah, you, you didn't come into it. <laughs> I'm edited. You edited out. The probably just make it look like a monologue. <laughs> I'd say far more sensible things. We're going to end on this one. Should there be an age limit on being a social worker? And if not, what is the perfect age to join the social work? Shoot. So no, there shouldn't be an age limit. Not even 21? Do you want a 16-year-old social worker? No, you need to be an adult. There should be an age limit. Okay, fine. So you need to be 18. So you would let an 18-year-old be a qualified social worker? No, start your training. To 21. So, yeah, by nature of, of a three-year course, you're going to be 21. 
I, I feel like I would be a hypocrite if I said you couldn't be that young when I was that young. I think, I think there used to be some sort of rule back in the day, and hopefully our um, our listeners who've been qualified a lot longer than I have, where I think you didn't have to be 25 to be a social worker. Yeah, not anymore. Not anymore. But I know lo- loads of um, younger social workers that have been brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't think, in coming to your other question, is there a right age? No, no, depends on the person. If you feel ready to go and embark on your social work training and you've got all of the background and the, the skills and experience at that starting entry level point, then go for it. It's a great profession. I yeah I, I I agree. I don't think there should be. I don't think there should be an age limit on being a social worker. I think whatever age you come in is right. I just I do think what I would say to anyone thinking about coming to social work: understand the impact it'll have on your life. It'll be a great gift. Like I spoke about earlier, the things that social work will give you can warm your soul, but they can also hurt you as well. It's a gift that comes with a heavy price and. Yeah, consider what it'll do to you. And take, I think most people do. I think most yeah. people do. Most people find social work at the right time um, for them. Um, so there we go, guys. Thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast. We'll be back next week. If you want to check out any of the stories we've discussed, head over to mysocialworknews.com. Please consider leaving a review. Head over to iTunes or Spotify or anywhere else you get the podcast. Leave a review. We will read it out on next week's show. We'll be back next week with who knows what. And hopefully Tilly will have forgotten about the uh, Facebook episode. Definitely won't. Okay. Until then, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. 